Well, you've heard two sermons so far. Here's number three. There's something about walking into that large plaza in front of the cathedral in Santiago, Spain, that calls for great rejoicing. We made it, along with the hundreds of other pilgrims who made it as well. As you walk into the city, some pilgrims that have already reached their destination and they're sitting at the little cafes on the streets as you're walking in, sweaty and nasty, they're cheering you on. You made it, you made it. It's exhilarating. You can see the spires of the cathedral about four miles before you arrive in city center. It's the view from the Mount of Joy. The destination is within sight. We walked that final leg of the journey together instead of spread out at our different paces as we had done in the previous four days of walking. The cathedral is out of this world magnificent, impressive, over-the-top, grand, grandiose. After popping the champagne and hugs and kisses and photos in front of the magnificent facade of the cathedral, we showered and headed then for a tour of the attached museum and then of the sanctuary itself, which includes a narrow walkway behind the altar where supposedly the bones of St. James are encased in a silver box. A few of us got in for the pilgrim's mass, while some of us were turned away because they were at overflow capacity, which I understand happens at all four masses each day because it's a holy year. Actually, last year was the holy year, but because of, you guessed it, COVID, there's an extension of the holy year. So all the festivities and celebrations of last year's holy year extended into this year, making it extra crowded. It was our destination. And whether we attended the Pilgrim's Mass or not, there was great rejoicing. And then we returned home Friday night to the prophet Amos. I hate, I despise your festivals, and I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me your burnt offerings and grain offerings, even though you walk 75 miles of an ancient Christian pilgrimage path, I will not accept them. And the offerings of the well-being of your fatted animals, I will not look upon. Take away from me the noise of your songs. Take away your champagne-popping photo op. I will not listen to the melody of your harps. But let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Amos, the premier buzz killer. Ouch. Wow. Amos, the Supreme Court, the divisions of our land welcomed us home from our spiritual high. And we were plopped back right down into reality. The reality that we cannot find common ground. 
The reality that people live in fear of discrimination and oppression and judgment based on the choices that they want to make for themselves. The reality that our divisions seek to destroy us. The reality of anger and rage boiling over into the streets. The reality that for many it seems that justice has stopped rolling down like waters. So what do we do when justice seems like it has stopped rolling down? We gather. We mourn, we weep, we shake our fists, we commiserate, we gather ourselves up, we find strength that we're not in this alone, we read ancient words to an ancient people and realize that the human condition is the same in every age and that God wants us to act on God's behalf for all of God's people. And then we gain energy, and we remind ourselves about hope. And we get back to work for justice. That's what we do when it seems like justice stops rolling down. We remind ourselves that the words we say in here are hollow if our actions out there do not reflect what we say we believe in here. That that's when God despises our festivals and takes no delight in our solemn assemblies, when what we say in here is not reflected on how we act out there. One commentary writer for a working preacher noted about this text from Amos, all of the religious practices of God's people are rejected because they are not attached to matters of justice and righteousness requisite for God's people. He says, to put the matter bluntly, Yahweh tells Israel to keep their religion. God will have none of it. Now the problem, as we know, is not Israel's religious practices per se. The problem was Israel divorcing her religious practices from matters of justice and righteousness in dealing with each other, especially in dealing with the marginalized and the poor. Religious activities without justice and without righteousness are abhorrent to Yahweh. Moreover, the righteous and justice acts God demands are not the intermittent kind showing up here and a little bit there, but the constant kind that rolls down like waters and in an ever-flowing stream. It was day four of our walking when I took a look at emails before starting our day. Usually that's a mistake, but I'm so glad I did it this time. There was this long string of emails from Dan that started with, I think I probably ought to catch you up to a couple of things. <laughs> and it was this long back and forth between Dan and a team of people formed to help with refugees and asylum seekers. We leave town for a couple of weeks of spiritual reflection and pilgrimage and what does the church start doing back home but letting justice roll down like waters? 
and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. A family from Honduras needed a sponsor to flee their war-torn land. After fleeing kidnappers and making their way from Honduras to Mexico to recently to El Paso, their next stop will be tomorrow night in Charlotte, and they will be beholden to us for their survival and any hope of thriving. My head was spinning just a bit when I said to Russ, have you looked at your emails? What in the world is Dan thinking? Has he lost his mind? No. He was just opening up a channel for justice to roll down like waters. Back in January, I put together a 48-page booklet for our pilgrimage. Some are probably still out there if you want to pick them up. They were a combination of scripture readings and prayers and confessions and songs that were to guide our pilgrimage for a 20-week process and then in the preparation and then a daily offering during our pilgrimage. So as we did every morning, we gathered before we began walking and just read a little bit from that day's readings just to kind of get our heads on straight and give us something to think about as you walk. Because as it turns out, if you're going to walk 15 or 16 miles, it's pretty much going to take all day. So you might as well have something to think about. So we shared with our group, we got this email from Dan, and I want you to know about it. So upon sharing with our group before we set out on a 16-mile day about what our church was doing back home, I opened up my tattered pilgrimage booklet, and I read from that day's readings that I had put there in January. And from the letter from James, it said, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only. It kind of gave me goosebumps. And then I read the confession that was set for that day. Thank you, God, for allowing us yet another chance to walk the true path where the light is good and the friendship is warm. By your grace, our guide awaits us. Almighty oh, God, we remember our lonely path and we rejoice in your mercy. And then that day's pilgrim prayer I had found as a prayer song from Ghana. Journeying God, pitch your tent with mine so that I may not be deterred by hardship, strangeness, doubt. Now hear those words in relation to people we've not met yet. Journeying God, pitch your tent with mine so that I may not be deterred by hardship, strangeness, doubt. Show me the movement I must make toward a wealth not dependent on possessions, toward a wisdom not based on books, toward a strength not bolstered by might, toward a God not confined to heaven. Help me to find myself as I walk in another's shoes. And all of a sudden, 
We were no longer there, 16 pilgrims walking to Santiago de Compostela, but we were walking on behalf of a scared Honduran family seeking asylum. The next morning, when we gathered again and asked about people's experiences in our walking, what we had learned, what we were being attentive to, Liza Haynes said, I spent yesterday walking and thinking about all the people who are walking on unchosen pilgrimages. We were on a journey that while difficult, it was our choice to be on the journey. But what about all the people who are on journeys not of their own choosing? They're walking through some of the most difficult stretches anyone could possibly imagine. Alone, afraid, isolated, abandoned, hopeless. And here we sit today in our solemn assembly, trying to gain the energy and the strength and the fortitude to do our part to let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. So let us start by considering what it's like to live and walk in another person's shoes. The people that sit in clinics with terrible, horrible choices facing them. People that are leaving danger to come to safety. Everyone has their story, their burdens, their fears, their worries. And if we're going to be on pilgrimage, then let us be pilgrims who walk in the shoes of another before we judge. When justice stops rolling, we get back to work swimming upstream sometimes to make sure that the voices of the marginalized are heard to make sure that the lives of those that are oppressed are not squashed, to make sure that what we say matters in here is how we act out there. When justice stops rolling, we take to the streets for the things about which we are passionate. When justice stops rolling, we speak the truth as we understand it in love. When justice stops rolling, we bring into our midst a Honduran family that needs our help, our protection, our support. When justice stops rolling, we stop going to church and we just start being the church. When justice stops rolling, we do everything in our power to make right what has been wrong. But the truth of it is that God's justice never stops rolling. Sometimes human beings get in the way of God's justice. Sometimes human beings seem to work in opposing ways to God's justice. But God's justice never stops rolling. So may the streams of righteousness forever flow freely because we got on board with the rolling waters of justice. And may justice never stop rolling on our watch. May it be so. Amen.